Welcome to the Made in Excellence podcast. I'm Jacoby Madewell. We believe we are made in God's image and that he has called us to do great things. We are here to share how we have and are building our personal leadership and life's legacies through wealth. We are all about having a positive mindset, an attitude of gratitude, and believe that we are the sum of the five people we surround ourselves with. Come join us and help us grow and become better together. Let's dive in. Awesome. So this might be my favorite podcast to date, or at least one I've looked forward to the most. This is one I get to do uh, with my beautiful bride. So I actually have with me today, we have producer Mitch here, of course, and then I have my beautiful bride and my wife, Haley Madewell, here with us. So Haley, welcome to the Made Next Ones podcast. I'm surprised I'm not your first one, but I'll take it. You were too busy. <laughs> you were a little busy, so I had to get on your calendar. So uh yeah, thanks for being on here. So a couple things I always ask every single person, and so this one may feel weird to people, maybe feel really natural to people because of who we are in our relationship, and um, people are either going to love this, or they may be like, that was just like I was sitting across them at dinner, or it may feel like it was super forced because we were having a um, very unorganic conversation. I don't know. But um, yeah, so I always want to talk about, first off is, uh, tell me who you are. Tell everybody else who you are. Give us a little life story. Um, hey, I'm Haley. Um, mainly known as Haley DeFoto, wedding photographer, really anything photographer. Um, that's kind of my job title yeah. there. I started really getting into photography in high school. I did yearbook and newspaper. I was the lead photographer for my high school. And when I was getting ready to go to college, my parents were like, well, you have to go to college and get a degree in something. And so I chose electronic media communications at Tech, and then I minored in fine arts photo. Um, And then in that, I had two pretty big photographers at the time that I assisted all of their weddings. So by the time I had graduated college, I'd shot 30, 40 weddings. And um, then when I graduated, my parents were like, hey, you have to get a job. And I was like, no, I like weddings and I like free meals on the weekends and eating cake. It's great. And so I had started picking up a few weddings by myself and my first wedding, I made $300. And I was so ecstatic because I made 300 bucks on a Saturday. Um, they fed me a steak dinner and I got cake and it was the best time. And so I'm like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. So my parents said, no, go get a real job. Yep. So I was the director of marketing for Chick-fil-A for like three months yeah. and um, that Chick-fil-A was understaffed. And so every day I was doing something different, whether it's catering, cleaning tables, making nuggets, making milkshakes. And I was still going back to Lubbock nights and, or I was still going back to Lubbock on the weekends. And I was making more doing that, shooting seniors, weddings, portraits than I was my full-time out of college, like big girl salary job. Yeah, And I hated it. Yeah. I was like, why am I doing this when I can just live in Lubbock on the weekends and make the same amount of money? Make the same amount of money, yeah. And so quit my job, moved back to Lubbock, and never looked back. And so now that's been nine years as a full-time wedding photographer. That's awesome. And for those that don't know, Haley and I met at one of my best friend's weddings, and she was the wedding photographer there. So I would say that you following your passion also led you to your man of your dreams, some might say. I would say. Hopefully you would say. Yeah, most days. Most days, yeah. 
Um, I will die on this hill, but we were at this wedding, and um, it was when Snapchat was first like coming out. Mm-hmm. And so there are all these filters, and so we were putting filters on everybody's faces and all this sorts of stuff. And so we were taking a bunch of selfies, and um, as the bridal party and all that. And uh, I never forget, she asked me to take a selfie with me, and there was another guy. It wasn't with you. It was, was totally like, with me. There's like ten people in the photo. <laughs> no, there's ten people over here, and yeah, then there's like you and I. Everybody's taking photos. And so me and my second shooter were like, "Hey, let's jump in the photo." Mm-hmm. And I thought you were married to that guy because y'all just were shooting together, and I had no clue about photography or. Yeah. How any of it works, come to find out, you had just hired him, and it was just that he worked for you, and uh, so um, I thought it was weird that you were hitting on me when you were with somebody, but um, so I will die on this hill that she hit on me first. And yeah, I just uh, had good client relations. You had good intention or intuition to go after me is what it was. Okay. <laughs> and then about, that was August 13th, 2016, I'll never forget that day, and then we had brunch or lunch, late lunch, on September 2nd or 9th. No, September 2nd was my birthday. It was the 3rd. And been together ever since. Yep. It's awesome. So this is year 7 for us, going into year 7, right? Is that right? The 7? 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Yeah, 7. Good math. That's crazy. <laughs> yep, 7 years. This is, um, you're 4 married? Yeah, you're 4 married. Going, I mean, like... Yeah, it'll be four and a half. It'll be year five. My greatest blessing, meeting you, marrying you. It's been absolutely incredible. And I think that's one reason why we wanted to do the podcast together. When I had this vision of doing this podcast, it was with somebody else that does mortgage with me. And we were going to do a podcast and she was going to be on here and she was going to have her husband and you're going to be on here. And we're going to have, it's going to be like two couples doing this. Well, she hasn't been on the podcast yet. And um, so clearly I'm like, okay, well, the whole time I envisioned doing this podcast, I was like, it'll be me and Haley getting to talk about our relationship and our businesses and all these things we do. People that know us know that we don't sit still very well. Um, For people that have never really heard me talk about our bio or my bio or any of that, we are dog parents. We have Vinny and Stella. Yep. Crazy Stella. Yep. She... Apparently it was on the roof this weekend. Yeah, that was yeah. nuts. We got a text from our dog sitter that said, guess who's on the roof? And we were like, surely not. How? No way. How is our dog on the roof? And she had taken, I had a bunch of, I have a, I have like my grills like on the side of the house because it looks, makes our back patio look prettier when you don't have grills on the back patio. So we have our furniture back there because mm-hmm. my wife, the photographer is all about aesthetics and how things look. And uh, so we have the grills on the side. Well, she had jumped off. I lined them up, and she jumped up on the grill. She jumped up on the shed that I have there, and then she jumped on the roof. That is so impressive. Yeah, doodle. She's a doodle, double doodle. She's an athletic doodle. Yeah, she, you know, runs with the family. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Haley swears that Stella and I have the same personality. Yes. And I love it. I think it's amazing. I don't need two of y'all, okay? Does that mean that you and Vinny have the same personality, little Vinny? Yeah. A little, little timid, a little like just leave us alone, that sort of thing. Yeah, we hang out by ourselves. Yeah, that's it. Um, and we love to travel, love to travel together. That was one thing you told me when we first met, that if you could do anything in the world, you would just travel all the time. Mm-hmm. Best place you guys have gone together. Together? I'd say Thailand. Yeah, could be hated yeah that was our honeymoon, Thailand, and I did not enjoy Thailand. Uh, that was too much for me. I would say Napa. So you loved it, Haley, but you didn't? Yeah, I loved just having time with my wife, but there was like five different reasons I didn't love it. Yeah. One, the plane ride. Two, it was uh, Air China made me nervous. They didn't, nobody spoke English. So it wasn't like you're going to Mexico and people like speak broken English. It was like you were trying to figure out how to communicate. That made me nervous. Um, 
They didn't have chicken strips. There's nothing to eat that was that was any good for us. We don't like Thai food. We will eat like chop shop or like Hayashi, but that's Japanese and like Chinese. Like that's not Thai, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so she would say Thailand. I'd say Napa because it's like peaceful for me. But she wants to be on a beach. Yeah. So any of our beach trips. Yeah, that'd be the dip. My like dream trip to take you to is in college. I studied abroad in Paris. And yeah. Just I've been to like 14 or 16 countries, and so I just want to throw Jacoby in a backpack and take him everywhere. That's yeah. awesome. Um, she wants me to experience all the things that she experienced, and we're going to do that one day. But I want to do it when I'm not a poor college kid and I can actually afford to eat. Yeah. That'd be great. Mm. Yeah. I just want to go over there and try some crepes that you tried that were apparently so amazing. Yeah, street crepes. Street crepes. That sounds so healthy. <laughs> street crepes. Um, so that's how we met, and that's a little bit about us. Um, we're doing a lot. Most people know that about us, but uh, I want to know the favorite part about what you do. Um, C- clearly, clearly professionally. Yeah, I think my favorite part about my job is the wedding side. Yeah. Just because it's so easy to serve people because they're usually like so happy and thankful that you're there because it's the best day. Yeah. Um, and so when people are sweet to you, it's easier to just give more and pour more into like your mm-hmm. passion for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's probably my favorite about the wedding side and then I I feel like I'm pretty good at my job yeah, like I love it I would it. say you are and so then if there's like any type of problem that arises, like I know how to fix it and I get to be the fixer in it and I'm like give me the challenge I've got this no big deal your dress broke perfect let me sew you in you didn't get enough flowers I literally have had to take apart 10 bridesmaids bouquets to make an extra one or um I mean I literally had a groom almost cut his finger off on a um, cigar cutter and run to me and I'm like um please hold let me yeah. figure this out yeah so it's just um not just photos but it's just like problem solving problem solving mm-hmm. you know figuring out the problem taking care of that taking care of the people and just serving them on their best and prettiest day mm-hmm. yeah I'd say that's something you and I have in common common is that probably something that I love about you is that it's like if there's a problem that arises we can fix it we are problem solvers um, probably why I don't really worry a lot if something's in your hands. I'm just kind of like, it's handled. And I think you kind of feel the same way about me. Some things you probably are going to worry about it more than I am because of who you are naturally. But I think that's just who we are is we just both are like problem solvers, doers, kind of fixers. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been in the wedding industry. You said you've been a wedding photographer for nine plus years now. But before that, you worked at Bella's Dresses in college. Mm-hmm. And so you've done Bella's Dresses. You've done wedding photography. And you're an unofficial coordinator for people that don't hire the right people. Correct. You've done all these sort of things. Um, I didn't announce it yet, but we're building a wedding venue with my brother and sister-in-law called Madewell Estates. And that is your big dream. Mm-hmm. So tell me about your dream. Um, I think just being in the wedding industry for so long, you just either learn to love it or you hate it. Like the people that are in the wedding industry, like they love it. Yeah. It's hard work. It's weekends. It's people full day Saturdays people still drunk people till midnight mm-hmm. you know most people don't choose that as their job right and so I feel like if your vendors are in it then then that's what they love and I have just learned to love the whole industry um and then meeting Jacoby and his love for real estate and just growing businesses it kind of sparked that of like this has always been a dream like it'd be cool to be a wedding coordinator it'd be cool to run a venue and then now it sparked into I can actually own a venue and you can help me get that. And so I think that was one of our early on dreams dating together is, you know how to make this happen. Great. Let's do it. Yeah. I think that's something I love 
about us is that we dream together. Um, and maybe that's because I'm always dreaming and you're just with me. And so I'm like just pouring it out to you and you're like, well, if we're going to dream, maybe, we, you know, I don't know, but we do it together. Um, it's probably been one of the hardest things we've ever had to do though, is not let go of our dreams. Yeah. I don't suggest, um, a huge project first in your marriage and a pandemic <laughs> <laughs> pandemic. We couldn't control. I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day that was saying, um, he said, do COVID years count as double years for marriage or is that like a half year? Because we had to spend so much time together in our, in our first few years of marriage that it's like, I think we really are probably married like 10 years versus four and a half years, you know? Um, okay. So, uh, favorite thing about what you do is just being with people. And I think one thing I love about it is that you talked about the wedding industry and y'all don't get bitter. I feel like people that have been in their career a decade kind of do that. It's like you kind of lose some of the, I don't know, not edge, but you lose some of the, like the feeling of being in that. And you, the ladies I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about you, I'm thinking about Shelly, I'm thinking about a couple of those that like, you guys are just so kind still to your brides. Talk to me about how do you kind of keep that mindset? Well, I feel like what I mentioned earlier, like it's their happiest day. And so people are usually like happy and sweet to you. Um, and so it's easier to be nice back if someone's nice to you. But um, I will say there's been a few like mother of the grooms that have made me <laughs> question why I kill them with kindness. Oh, but, man. Um, you know, there's yeah. always a few of those. I totally bunch. know that. So um, I know that I'm really big on like big why statements. And I forced you years ago to write a mission statement with me. And your mission statement is to have purposeful interactions by serving people and intentionally creating welcoming relationships while having kindness in all that you do. And it took me about three years to write mine. I think it took you four minutes. If that. If that. It was so fast. I remember fast. being so annoyed that you were making me do this <laughs> because you love and soak up all the self-help. Mm-hmm. and Self-development I, is what I'd like to call it, not self-help. And I just am confident in who I am. And mm-hmm. so when you make me do these, I'm like, I know who I am. Why are you mm-hmm. making me do this? Yeah. And so we, you made me go to this class. We had to sit there all day. And then they got to this part and everyone was like getting anxious and nervous about it and asking a million questions. And I think you asked me two questions and I'm like, okay, here it is. And you were like, this is taking me so long. How did yeah. you just do this? And I'm like, can I leave now? I got it done. <laughs> I wrote, I, I spent time. Remember we had that flight to New York that you surprised me with mm-hmm. for my birthday, 2017. Yeah. Um, we didn't have Wi-Fi on the plane. I spent the whole three hour, four hour flight, like working on mine, like all this stuff. And then I came back and edited it, all that and you did yours in four minutes. And the first part is to have purposeful interactions by serving people and intentionally creating welcoming relationships and having kindness in all you do. Like you are so intentional. One of my favorite things about you, the next question I had there is my favorite thing about you would be how kind you are, how sweet you are, how caring you are. And it's just your intentionality. And I like think that I just thought about pulling up your mission statement because it's, it's just who you are. You're kind and you're intentional. It's just who you are as a person. How do you feel like that's gotten you further? than the doing the opposite because i feel like sometimes i'm a bull in a china cabinet and i'll like go 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 push 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 but you kind of force me to just be kind of kind and soft and intentional well and i think it was a learning to how to navigate that and set boundaries in it because like my first reaction is just to like be kind and sweet to people but then there's people like you in the world that push and i was getting like bombarded and railroaded and i don't mean to not be kind it's just like natural behavior to push that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's probably why we work is because I um, have a little more patience. With mm-hmm. But um, just early on with clients, people would always push like, well, can we get the extra 15 minutes or the one more outfit? 
or I'm sorry, we're not behind, or can we just reschedule? We're not having it today. And I would just always give in because I didn't want to lose the money or the client. And that just came with time of learning like, well, sorry, you know, our session was 45 minutes. If you're going to be 20 minutes late, then you have me for 20 minutes. Or if you like to reschedule, here's your rescheduling fee. And it took a lot of times of like, oh, okay, I sent it. What did they? Oh, okay. Did I just lose this client? And then people would learn to respect that I set those boundaries and I treated my business like a business because it's just so personal Mm -hmm. to me. And it's my artwork, it's my creation, it's my vision. It's not just like, hey, I worked at the mall, got you a shirt. Does that work? Mm -hmm. And so learning to kind of set those boundaries in it, I felt like it was easier for me to serve the clients that respected that. And so it didn't take away my like willingness to be nice to people it's just if they respected me then I'm going to give you ample amount of respect and kindness back and like have those client relations client service customer service in that um and so I feel like as scary as it was to set those boundaries doing that created an opportunity for people to be respectful of them and then once I felt like it was safe with that client and that relationship then it was like okay these are safe people. I can love them more. I can give them more time and they're not going to take advantage of me. Yeah. Um, we've talked about that. And also um, I think you, you said it like really looking at it like a business and people don't, we both have hobby careers. Like real estate is one that people get into. Like, I just want to sell my own house and I want to do this. People grab a camera and they go to YouTube and they're like, I'm, a, I'm taking photos, but really looking at it like a business. I think you're right though. Like you have People, you have professional companies that call you all the time, and it kind of blows me away because I I don't ever mean to like downgrade what you do, who you are, but it's like there's a level of like that's that's just that's my wife, and then it's also like my wife's kind of a my wife's a badass, like she's really good at business, she's really good at her job, she's really good at dealing with people, she, and so it's kind of like a two step approach. But when you're dealing with this like respect thing in your business, I feel like you've gotten a lot more of that, probably more like from men over the last couple of years that you didn't have our first probably three years of being together that now it's kind of like, you know how to handle just kind of like tough personalities and strong people like that now. Yeah. I've gotten to where I just ran out of zero blanks to give Yeah, and was tired of people running over me. Yeah. So I think one thing you and I wanted to talk about was we wanted to talk about um, our businesses and business together as a couple. Mm -hmm. I think people should hear like how we do it. And I think one thing they need to hear is that it's not easy for us. What do you mean? I mean, like, I think it is It's it is easy to me, and then it's not easy at the same time. I feel like once we figured out a routine, um, like, we can all office together. I kicked mm-hmm. you out immediately. Mm-hmm. So backing up, we have a real estate brokerage, Madeville Real Estate Company, uh, which launched a property management company. Haley has nothing to do with those on the day-to-day, but she does take photos for them. Um, and so then Haley deals with people that work at the brokerage scheduling those things. So it's like she is involved, not directly involved. That makes sense to people listening. Uh, then we have they're my clients. But they're they don't your clients. That's right. That's right. And then um, then we started Madewell Estates that we're getting off the ground. And then you have Haley D Photo mm-hmm. that you run with, do and have all that. They have nothing to do with, but people will still call me and be like, "Hey, I need photos," and I'm all not the guy. And it uh, makes me laugh when people ask, like, "What's Haley's schedule?" And yeah, what's like, her what's her schedule? What's her pricing? And I'm all, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I don't even know if she can have lunch with me this mm-hmm. week. <laughs> it's always nice when I get a call when you're like, it'll be like 1130 and you'll call me and be like, hey, you want to get lunch? And I'm all, you have a free lunch. All right, let's do this, you know, um, because I feel like my schedule is more flexible than yours is. Um, what else do we have? 
I think that's it. Uh, we've, property management yeah, side. Yeah, we did the property. We've flipped houses. We've done those sort of things. Yeah, um, we are not Chip and Joe. We are not Chip and Joe. Uh, I do think we have really good design like together. Like We both have great, uh, great eyes for things, but I can see things and visualize and do that, and you're like... I cannot. I need you to. I need to see an example. I need to Pinterest. I need to. Yeah, I'm the Martha Stewart of the world. I need someone to come in and like just make my vision happen. Oh, I was like, where are we going with Martha Stewart? Yeah, <laughs> but not the cooking side. Definitely, we are not the cooking side. Um, but doing business together, one thing that I've learned is, like I said earlier, like I just have to know that you're going to be able to handle. You can handle stuff. And I think that's probably a lesson I learned in other businesses. You know, we have business partners and I, business with with Jordan and all that. It's like when that's somebody's job or somebody's deal or they're doing it it's like let them do it and so that was something that was big for me I do think you and I both kind of micromanage each other because it's a we're married so it's like we just assume that it's okay to kind of tell each other three things four to five times but it's like just I think it's hard with that because I work by myself Mm -hmm. and so like I can't delegate delegate task Mm. and so if I give you a task it's still in my head because I didn't check it off Mm -hmm. and so I feel like I have to make sure and confirm like four times like did this get done because Mm -hmm. it's still a checklist in my head and I'm like yeah you told me that I'm gonna come back to that and I'm like no right now (laughs) yeah exactly and our personalities are really different um so you're really big into Enneagram Mm -hmm. and I'm not I'm big into disc personality and a few other ones of those we've done um but I try to learn a little about Enneagram uh, so I actually took my Enneagram uh, test again today uh, for you because I knew something. We were talking about like different personality types and who you are and who I am, whatever. Uh, you're a two. I am an eight. Or you're, you're a two, right? Mm-hmm. I'm an eight, wing three. And I'm not really sure about the wings, what they mean. But tell me tell me about like why you like the Enneagram and why you um, – or just what that means. Because a two, two means you're a helper. Yeah, well, I like the Enneagram just because it's faith-based, so it's easier to, like, relate um, those personality traits back to, like, the creator and who gave that to you. I did not know it was faith-based. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but also, it's just kind of like, in my world, friends have done it, we talk about it, but I'm not in your corporate world, so no one has given me a okay, disc good, test. Good, pro- good point. Except good point. for you. Yeah. So, um, I think that's... You're a high I. High C with a pretty normal high D too. You're kind of a rarity, but you also have some S in you. So you're I'm kind a of true gem. You're just yeah, you're a true gem. So you're a helper. You love. You're caring, compassionate. Um, and then the other one that you were a wing was a wing three, which is also my wing was a wing three, which mm-hmm. means we're doers, right? Yeah, it's like you're driven. Mm-hmm. Project driven. Eights are challenging, uh, dominating apparently, and uh, but they're self confident, decisive, willful. I just pulled up. Powerful, dominating, self-confident, decisive, willful, confrontational. What, is, what is the three? The three is the achiever, the success-oriented, pragmatic type, adaptive, excelling, driven, and image-conscious. I guess that's true. I don't like to think I'm image-conscious, but I am. I don't ever want to look like an idiot. Yeah. I mean, you just want to perform well mm-hmm. and make sure your business looks great. I definitely strive for excellence. Like, I'm like, greatness, greatness. That's what we do. Um, but I love kind the... Kind of like we're, like, made it excellent. <laughs> things but um yeah so talk to me about um i have a question for you okay and i sent you all the questions and mitch i didn't want to bombard or like blindside my wife so i sent her all the questions of things i had in my head and she didn't have a chance to read them so um i did everything right right (laughs) so tell me about the next question i had was what do you think friendship means um i think it's just mutual 
intentionality. Yeah. Um, with close, connected passions. All right. So what does a healthy friendship look like? Um, queso and Marg's and a happy hour. Queso and Marg's and a happy Love hour. for dogs. Love for dogs. So similar similar interest and... Yeah, weekly check-ins. So weekly check-ins. Healthy friendships, weekly check-ins. Like Bare minimum? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, so I have a next question I have for you is um, how do you protect your mental health? Um, you just drink some wine and cry in the bathtub. <laughs> Maybe add in a slice of pizza. Okay, all right. And start over. Because I know that we're doing a lot, and we push, and I push, and you push. I mean, as much as we joke about me pushing, you push a lot too. Um, you did. You did forty-four sessions in April. Is that what you told me? Yeah, something like that. Wow. It was like it was like a crazy number, which, and that was taking off maybe one or two Sundays. You know, like, uh, but you had an. It was like eighty-eight property. I don't know. You you posted something, right? Maybe you just sent it to me. What did you do in April? Because you you had a mega. Successful April, Let me look it up. and um, I told you to push. We've been pushing the entire time we've been married, even before then, because we had this goal of doing a wedding venue, and so we needed every extra penny we could scrape for that while still living, you know, kind of how we want to live, but um, I told you, you have to push. You have to go hard, and then it was like the wedding venue got delayed, then they got delayed, then they got delayed, so every year you were pushing your heart out as hard as you can thinking we were going to get the venue and then COVID happened then COVID and then more SBA COVID. So you've pushed really, really hard for three and a half years, I feel like. Yeah. So maybe um, four and a half years. I don't even know. I just feel like you've never not pushed hard as long as I've known you. Forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think really what started it was when we bought the land for the venue mm-hmm. um, the year we got married. Um, I was 25 and I remember you saying like, okay, we need to show our incomes that we made a lot. So I know you like those write-offs, but Sorry, yeah. you can't use to, this. Go to work. And we got to push really hard if you want this dream. And so 25 was the first year I made six figures for myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like so proud of myself. And I'm like, okay, I did it. And then Jacoby's like, okay, but you got you to gotta keep doing it. Do it again. Like, Dang it, I'm tired. Okay. And so mm-hmm. then it was just a new floor mm-hmm. and then just in competition with myself. And um, then pandemic. And then even with that, I still beat my goal and have just beat it every year going up. And so I was just so proud of myself in that as not only like just a photographer, but like female entrepreneur solo by myself that I had continued to do that. Um, and then now it's just become our new normal. Yeah. And so I think it's time management. And then you talk about protecting my mental health. Um, if you just stay so busy, you don't have time to think about it <laughs> until you sit down and then you're slightly overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But um, that happened to you last week. Yeah, I definitely cried last week. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that's just like a release of like, I've pushed so hard this month. I'm so behind on editing, but then people need me or friends ask to do things and I have to pick and choose. And I say, I think that's why, like when I give people my time, I try to be so intentional with it because I don't have much to give. Mm -hmm. And then you talk about friendships. I feel like those are hard, but then they are sweet when I get that time because Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, catch me up. What's going on in your life Mm -hmm. and let's get to it because you only have yeah. so much. And at the same time with the, um, you don't do people like I do people. Oh no. So when you schedule dinners, they're like four weeks out because it's like getting on your schedule in the evenings and all that sort of thing. But you kind of have to mentally prepare for dinners with close friends or mm-hmm. anytime we go see anybody. Always, Holidays, like you have to mentally prepare for. I always joke that 
um, to Jacoby, all people are people. Mm -hmm. And I have like people sections, like I have work people and then I have like friends, client work people. And then we have friends and family and then just like friends, like my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have them all in different categories because they all take different mental loads for me. And with you, you're like, great, work's done. Now let's go to friend people. And that's like mm -hmm. a relaxing thing for you. And I'm like, mm -hmm. no, people mm -hmm. are still people. Mm -hmm. And I still have to perform. Not necessarily perform, but I still have to be on and like. You can't sit there and be a dud. Yeah, I still have mm -hmm. to be intentional mm -hmm. with their conversations because it's not fair that right. they got babysitters or whatever. And they gave me their time. And then I was on my phone or trying to catch up on work while we're sitting at dinner. Mm -hmm. So biggest struggle you've had over the last I'll just call it five years I really feel like you've taken off for the last five years because you're you're 30 even though we don't talk about it but the last five years of being married biggest struggle you've had with your business and um I think just managing like the back end and like hard conversations with people um and just setting those boundaries like now if someone texts me past probably six o'clock depending on who it is. I'm not going to respond yeah, until the morning. Tomorrow. Yeah. I think that's funny. It doesn't matter what industry I feel like anybody is in. The main problems we come back to is just dealing with human beings and just dealing with people. And well, even if like some friends text me at like eight or nine o'clock, depending on who it is, I'm like, I know they're wanting to text and like carry on a conversation and I'm like mentally shut off. And I feel like I'm not being intentional. Even if it's just a 22nd text mm -hmm. I'm like just sending it to get it out of the way mm -hmm. and I know that's not fair so I'll wait until the next morning and be like hey sorry we were watching a movie or watching Ted Lasso yeah can I tell you that most people just don't care like most people don't think through that much like you do like I would just send it and not even think about it. Mitch would send it and not even think about it. It's like that's what sets you apart from other people is you're like so intentional with them that you want them to know that. And most people never even think twice. Yeah. I think the part that really surprised me about you was like you realize like when you said that if you're ever on your phone, like when you're with people, but yet they got they had to take time to get a babysitter and stuff like that. I, I don't think about that. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay, cool. They're yeah. in my presence. Lucky them. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's really cool about you. Well, and it just, you just think that's one thing I love about us is we are so much alike. We're both wing threes, but that is our, like the wing, our, our dominant personality types are very different. Uh, you're a helper. I'm a pusher. And it's like, you think about things I don't think about. And that's what I, I think separates us is just because I think about things you don't think about. You think things, things I don't think about. And it's literally yin and yang. Really cool. We complement each other so well. Really well, cool. what's funny is um, the Enneagram, it talks about like your stressors. You switch the opposite of your number, which for me is an eight. And oh, so, really? Um, one of my friend, Kim, she's in big into the Enneagram. And so when she'll second shoot weddings with me, sometimes if these groomsmen aren't in line, she'll be like, Haley, your eight's coming out. And I'm like, well, they weren't on time. They didn't do this. And they're drinking in the parking lot. And it's So just, you, when you're stressed out, you perform the other way? Mm -hmm. So my I turn into a two? You get quiet, meek. Dude, totally do. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yep. That's funny. Yeah, because when I, like, get upset, um, there's like there's, like, levels of it. And my dad's a very outgoing person like I am. And so, like, naturally I'm this way. But when I get upset, I go probably more how my mother is. Um, she's very much quiet, calm, a little bit like you too. But it's very much like I go into a – I get quiet and I just don't go around people when I'm upset. Mm -hmm. And that's just who you are naturally. That's funny. But you're also um, very – you can be Chatty Cathy too. So it's not – I don't want people to hear that you're just a closed-off, reserved person like you are, but you can still have – yeah, I very feel outgoing. Like that goes back to mental health and how many people did I have to talk to that day? Mm -hmm. Like if I was you're the first person I talked to, you're getting it all. But if you're the last, 
Sorry. <laughs> well, and us doing this podcast today means that we're not going to have any conversation tonight. Your words are going to be totally used up. <laughs> um, okay, so where do you see us in five years? Um, on a beach. That'd be great. Oh, okay. Full time? Yeah, great. I would be so sunburned. Slinging coconuts. <laughs> I hate coconut. I know. <laughs> um, but really, though, where do you see us? Where do you see you, I guess? I mean, clearly with me, but what are we, what are we doing? What are you doing? Um... In five years, I see Venue running perfectly. Perfectly. Yep. We have um, just our systems going. We're doing 50, 60 events a year. Um, I have a great staff and um, some great coordinators there. Um, How many I, staff? I don't know. Do you, have like, do you have like a team of coordinators or is it just like you and a guy that helps with the, 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 the maintenance and landscaping and one person or what? I don't know what that looks like. I haven't done it. Okay. But I would hope we have enough people to keep things running. Yeah. And then I know you want a franchise that overwhelms me at the moment. Yeah. yeah. And so maybe we have just a thought. A few venues here and there, but I. Um, so you're open to open up a second venue. I'm gonna start the first one first, mm-hmm. and then see how that goes. Yeah. I have a dream of going to every Big Twelve city. My next one would be to go to Waco, or to go to Fort Worth, or to go to Norman. That'd be my next thought. But then I also want to have a, a taco franchise. I just like to eat tacos, and I want a franchise. So I don't know. For your wife that doesn't like Mexican food. You don't food. like Mexican food. She duped me, Mitch. When we were dating, we'd eat tacos and queso and margs, like she says, queso and margs. She'll do yeah. queso. And we'd do it like three times a week. So then we get married, and she's like, hey. We were also broke, so we just went to whatever happy that's hour. Right. That's exactly <laughs> right. Chewy's happy hour was so clutch for us because they used to give you queso with meat, so you could get like round nachos. beef nachos. Yeah. And like, Thanks for the meal. A little bit more filling. That's right. Um, and then, you know, you're like, no, I'm not drinking. I'll have a Diet Coke. And then you just add a whole meal for $4 That's awesome. because we don't like to cook. It's awesome. Um, but then we get married and she's like, Hey, I'm so burnt out on Mexican food. And I'm like, what? This is like our thing. And she's like, no, it's your thing. And I've been along, I've been along the ride with you and now I'm over it. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I just, I had fuzzies for lunch without you cause you hate fuzzies. Correct. Yeah. Um, okay, so tell me about your, we've had all these things that kept us like, we've been talking about motivation and like you've been driving, driving, driving. How do you stay motivated? Um, I think I just have so much business, bi- I think I just have so much business that I have deadlines and I don't want to disappoint clients or upset them. And so I feel like that's a basic answer Yeah. of I just got to get work done. And then more work comes in, and so you just keep going. But I think you kind of hit on it earlier, too, when you said this is the new floor. Mm-hmm. This is just what we are. Yeah, just in competition with myself. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you just some fun questions. Tell me about your favorite brands, like like clothes, like whatever. Tell me your favorite brands that people would want to hear from. That are you. Know. I won't talk about it. They're going to go copy me. Okay. Tell me about your favorite brands that are doing really well in business right now, though. Somebody you think is doing good. Anybody following? Another question no. people are asking is, what's the most overrated brand? Mm. No. I don't know. I feel like just go shop where you feel comfortable and what's in your budget. And Everybody loves everywhere. your style, so that's why I wanted to ask that. I know. I like to do um, some of the fast fashion trendy stuff, so I'll do Shein orders and, mm-hmm. you know, if it doesn't work, it's $4. Mm-hmm. Your biggest thing is you don't want to look like you bought it in Lubbock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that from living in Paris? Probably. Yeah. Haley lived in Paris for seven, six, seven months when she was in college. That's awesome. So, uh, oh yeah, we talked about that. Um, okay, so um, what is your favorite cocktail? Favorite wine? Favorite go-to drink? Um, favorite cocktail is a French seventy-six with mm-hmm. a sugar rim. 
Tell everybody what that is. It is a spin on a French 75, <laughs> but one number higher. It's two two parts. Gin, uh, it's Well, yours is vodka. Two parts of vodka, one part lemon juice. St. Germain. And then St. Germain's on Champagne. top. Champagne. Champagne and a sugar rim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 75 is gin, 76 is vodka. Yeah. Okay. Favorite place to get that at? Anywhere but Lubbock. I feel like Lubbock doesn't know how to make it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Favorite wine. Go-to wine. Go-to wine and then favorite wine. Um, for a while, my favorite was Camus. And then we had so many like business dinners and like celebration things for a while that I kind of got burnt out on it. I'm burnt out on it too because I feel like it's just mass-produced grape juice at this point. People are going to call us blasphemy, but. I know. We um, self-identify thing. as a psalm. And mm-hmm. self-identified psalm. <laughs> I love that. That's our thing, though. Wine. We have like 266 bottles of wine at our house. Yeah. I think probably yeah. my favorite mm-hmm. um, wine club we're in right now is Hall. Yeah. I like them. Um, I like our cake bread. And then local. I really like English Newsome, McPherson Farmhouse. Yeah. Those are probably my top local. Lubbock does wine really well, if people don't know that. Really love uh, Proving Ground at Farmhouse. We're talking local. Um, Steve Newsom's, what was that reserve cab mm-hmm. that I loved that they clearly sold out of really they fast? So many medals on it. Mm-hmm. And then La Herencia from McPherson are like the top three wines. I mean, that came out of here. Yeah. And then my favorite wine, man, it was Ultra Gracia by I, I sell vineyards, but nobody will know it. Nobody's ever heard of that. But I think Cake Bread's my favorite. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, Dancing Bear by Cake Bread. Yeah. We just spend money on wine and dogs. That's all we do. That's awesome. I buy. Do you have a cellar at the house? Y'all said we have a big wine fridge, and we have three, three, four. Yeah, I accidentally bought a hundred and sixty-six bottle wine fridge on an auction. Yeah, so I called Jared and I said, Jared, we need to borrow your trailer. He's like, What? <laughs> He's like, I can't let you borrow that, but I'll help you. So Jared, and then he ended up wheeling the thing to there and loaded it up, oh and my I just stood back there. Yeah, um, but it's cool. It takes up like half our kitchen. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but it came from, uh, what was the restaurant that closed down? Queen Tart? King Street. King Street Pub. So it came from King Street Pub on Indiana. I, think. I, I'm, I just started drinking wine. So you did? Yeah. Drinking any reds? Well, yeah. You are? All right. I don't know if I can, yeah. I can get you in there. I'll get you the right way. I remember the reason I got into wet, uh, red wine, wed wine, red wine is Ben Parker, Funky Door. Everybody knows Ben. And there was about 15 people that I was meeting. And so when I walked in, I was late. And I, I said, hey, Went to go to the restroom, standard me when I get to a restaurant. And I said, hey, everybody is drinking red wine. I don't want to look like an idiot. And so he uh, he was like, I got you. And he gave me a glass of Adesso, A-D-E-S-S-O. It's still at Funky Door. You can get it. And then I learned from there. And then went from there to Trey Calor, which is McPherson's. And then I think I went to Malbec and then Gab, and I've never looked back. Yeah. Okay, so um, I always ask this question to every single person on this podcast. So you're driving down a highway and there's a billboard that a million people are going to drive by or you're going to stand on a stage that there's a million people in the audience. So don't think about public speaking because I know that gives you anxiety. But you get to deliver a message, your message to a million people. What do you want a million people to know? Can you just copy and paste my mission statement up there? I could, but that's your mission statement. What would you want? Like, what's the message you want people to know? Mm. This is so our relationship, too. You just like will tell me something and I just challenge. And then you'll challenge me back. Love Jesus, drink wine, collect dogs. Love Jesus, drink wine, collect dogs. I pretty much love that. 
Um, I have a whole list of questions still too, but I want to do like this to be part one and then I want to have a part two and maybe a part infinity where we just keep doing this because this has been one of my favorite podcasts. But one question I want to ask is, um, is there something you wished I would have brought up or asked about that you want to say? Um, no, but I just want a proud wife moment that I'm proud of you and I'm proud of us. Yeah. Thanks. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for being on this. I know that this is totally out of your comfort zone and uh, I love you. Love you.